This is NSCI Perspectives, your source for weekly research insights as investors respond to the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm your host, Adam Bass, and today is April 9th, 2020. This week, we spoke with Raina Oberoi, MSCI's Head of Index Solutions Research for the Americas, from her home in New York City. Raina, thank you so much for joining us. So as we travel along the pandemic curve here in the U.S., and nobody knows exactly how far we have to go, what's been getting you through? Uh, yeah, Adam, I mean, I do uh, you know, live and uh, work in New York City, which uh, you know has become the so-called epicenter of this crisis in the U.S. Really, the first time I connected with New York City was during 9-11. And I wasn't even in uh, NYC then. I was actually an undergrad student um, in New Orleans, and I saw on TV that New York was under a terrorist attack. I heard so many stories about New Yorkers who were tough, fought hard together. Um, and there was a resilience in every story that I heard. And, you know, fast forward, I moved to New York City in 2006, and I've really seen a lot here, including the financial crisis, um, Hurricane Sandy, etc. It's really today that I've got to witness the resilience of New Yorkers. Uh, I mean, it's dire times here, but uh, you know, I have to say I'm proud to live in a tough city like this. Adversity really does bring out the resilience in individuals. As a fellow New Yorker who lived through all those events here, I couldn't agree more. But why don't we turn to the markets? Sure. I mean, I think taking the same uh, you know theme of resilience, uh, an angle that is interesting to me as an investor is um, the themes that have shown resilience through this crisis. You know, we know that global markets have fallen about twenty one percent in Q one, and uh, you know, a lot of those losses have actually occurred in a matter of days. But if you look, uh, there are certain strategies that have held up better than the market or rather shown the resilience that I was talking about earlier. You can see this in uh, defensive factor strategies, defensive sector strategies, and even ESG or, um, you know, which some call sustainability investing. Let's break those down. So let's talk factors first. Uh, We have seen defensive factors, in particular, uh, you know, minvol or minimum volatility and uh, quality have uh, held up quite well. Let's take the example of uh, our minimum volatility indexes. And uh, these indexes, just to provide some context, are really designed to provide investors exposure to a portfolio with lowest risk. Now, a portfolio like that has historically outperformed in times of heightened volatility and given investors that downside protection when investors are fleeing to safety. And what you see today is that's exactly what's happened. It has shown resilience and been one of our best performing factor indexes this quarter. Minimum volatility has performed as you might expect in a downturn. But have there been any factors with unexpected performance? A factor that may have been surprising to some in terms of our performance is momentum, which is not really considered a defensive factor. But momentum really represents those stocks that have been doing well and are expected to do well. One of the reasons momentum has done well is because it does have this low beta bias now. And that's kind of been driving um, the market. So momentum was overweight in some of the top performing sectors, um, such as uh, utility, information technology, and uh, underweight in um, some sectors such as energy and financials. So that, um, you know, along with um, the low beta bias, has really driven uh, the performance of momentum. Looking into sectors for a little bit, um, you know, as you would expect, defensive sectors such as healthcare, consumer staples, and utilities have shown resilience as investors have looked for um, safer havens. Energy is usually thought of as a defensive sector, but it's been underperforming. 
the underperformance of that sector has been quite a surprise. And that's obviously been due to the oil shock. But it's been quite uh, a big surprise for a lot of investors who may have considered this uh, some sort of a defensive sector as well. In addition to factors and sectors, you also mentioned ESG's surprising performance, which has come up from other guests. What's changed? Generally, many investors have looked at um, ESG-based investing in the past from more of a risk mitigation angle. Now, given uh, the outperformance of uh, these strategies now and even in the last few years, seems like um, investors may be beginning to attribute some sort of a premium to such uh, companies. And, uh, you know, what's really, really interesting is that it's not a localized phenomenon. So it's not that this is happening in one region versus the other. If you look across the globe, in the U.S., in Europe, in China, um, the ESG um, uh, strategies are outperforming um, the underlying market. As an industry, we've not had uh, any uh, way to really quantify the value add of ESG. Uh, But today, we actually have risk models uh, with ESG in them. And as a result, it's really easy for investors to understand how much is ESG contributing to my portfolio risk and return. The contribution is becoming more profound and more significant. ESG now is uh, another significant lens to um, understand um, how these returns can be um, actually uh, uh, broken down. What else are investors thinking about? Positioning for the long term is also crucial. And, um, you know, this can potentially be done by allocating, uh, you know, to a, a group of diversified factors that have historically provided a smoother stream of returns because we know that, you know, factors have behaved differently in different business cycles. Um, again, investors could consider allocating to a, a group of uh, defensive sectors that, again, um, historically have uh, provided, again, a smoother return stream and have provided that resilience um, to portfolios as opposed to allocating to one uh, particular sector. If you had invested in energy today, just based on the fact that it behaved like a defensive sector in uh, the global financial crisis, which it actually did, you would be down over 20% again in Q1. So look, I think, you know, uh, if there is, um, you know, one key takeaway from here um, is that resilience, whether personal or professional, is really key in times like this. Okay, just one last question. When all of this is behind us and the city is open for business again, where's the first place you'll go? <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough one. But, you know, Adam, I have to admit, um, it has to be my local hair salon on 72nd Street. That's all for this week. Thanks to Reina and to all of you for joining us. Be sure to follow us on the MSCI LinkedIn page and to bookmark www.msci.com coronavirus for all our crisis-related content. We'll be back with our usual Friday release next week. Until then, from all of us at MSCI Perspectives, we wish restful holidays to those who celebrate. Stay safe, everyone. <laughs>